Hello and welcome back to the Pretty Little Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Caroline. And today we are recapping season two, episode nine of Pretty Little Liars called Picture This. Um, There is something I really wanted to talk about, but right now I can't remember, so I need to look at our notes. Oh, now I remember. Oh, my God. Okay, so this morning I get a Snapchat from my friend, and she's like, you were in my dream last night. And, like, I wasn't going to tell you because it's kind of morbid, but, like, I, it's fine. I think I can tell you. And I was like, okay. So she's like, okay, so um, you died I don't know how you died, um, but we were at your funeral. And she was like, <laughs> me and Kelly were at your funeral. And Who Snapchat to do this? Kaylin. And she's like, and I have a feeling this is how your funeral would actually be. Um, but like people were there like it was a concert, like with signs, like people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. This is hysterical to me that this was not your own dream. I know. Someone else. Wait, it gets better. Like- it gets better. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So people have like signs for me at my funeral, and I apparently am like glammed the fuck up, and um, and I'm bedazzled. Like I have like, bo- or she was like, you're either bedazzled or there's body glitter, like all over you and you're also like posed like you're not like <laughs> laying down the casket you were like like they have posed you in a way <laughs> and she's like it's like every i mean and people are just sobbing and sobbing and instead of like your parents or your husband being up there with you um like they would be like you know like doing the reason it was just kelly and Kelly was like the only one up there <laughs> with my gas, like with me. And she's like, and Kelly had on the worst fucking outfit I've ever seen in my life. She's like, Kelly, I like you looked awful. Well, that was probably by design. Yeah. Kelly, it was probably in the will. I was like, and Kelly, this is what your Kelly's outfit for wearing. the funeral is, yeah. is in my closet. And Kelly probably put it out and was like, Yeah. Uh <laughs> I was like, I was like, you know. My, my instinct was to be like, well, I hope you're not psychic. And then my other instinct was like, or do I? <laughs> or do I hope you're psychic? Because that's kind of awesome. And also, will you plan my funeral? Because that, that's a vision board for my funeral if I've ever heard one. But yeah, not my dream. How funny is that? Absurd. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny. I know. It's so funny. This is my friend who's a daughter. And her daughter's name is Peyton. Shout out, Pay. And she's like, she's like six going on, like 26. But Peyton, like, you know, she hangs out with us a lot and we adore her. She's like so fun. But so we didn't have like kids at my wedding. So she wasn't invited. And like, she told, like, she was getting dropped off at my friend's mom's house. And she was like, this isn't right. Like, I should be going. And she goes, Oh my God, no. She was Caroline and Anthony would want me there. This is Caroline right. and Anthony would want me there. <laughs> We're doing them a disservice. I know this isn't right. Caroline and Anthony would want me there. <laughs> so like she's right. I'm dead. I know. It's <laughs> so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, we're just plucking through all the things that we need to talk about. Next thing we need to talk about, because we haven't recorded a podcast since it has been released, is Midnight's. Oh my god. Okay, this is gonna be a five hour episode. 
<laughs> oh my god. So okay. Yes, I did listen to it the minute <laughs> it came out. Just well, because we didn't know. Oh right, yeah, yeah. We, we was like totally. a big back and forth. So we did our typical Connell sister. Um, tradition, which is we all stay up and listen to the whole thing and text each other in a group chat while we're listening to we it. We were a little bit off because Spotify literally crashed. Spotify, Again, it happens I, Spotify every time. Spotify crashed and I bought Apple Music in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, when will it be back? I don't know and I'm not going to fucking wait. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to fucking wait. So I bought Apple Music. Yeah, I did. Wow, what's and it I'm like probably to be gonna rich? forget to cancel. It. <laughs> Caroline's rich, flexing on us. It's no. like when her ring fell off. Oh wait, I didn't keep that in the podcast, <laughs> but it will rich. be coming. It will be coming out in the bloopers. There was a segment of our last podcast where Caroline was talking, and her ring flew off her finger. Okay, it doesn't mean I'm rich. It means I'm skinny. I know. I'm <laughs> saying this is bo- you're flexing in both ways. Oh my god! Thank you. For calling me skinny anyway. and rich. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, this is the best day ever. <laughs> I had an amazing premonition about my funeral. My friend had one, and now I'm skinny and rich. Mm-hmm. So good for me. Yeah, good for you. Okay, so anyway, okay. Why don't you tell me? Hmm. Oh, I want to ask you top three tracks, but I don't want you to ask me. <laughs> Because <laughs> how would I? I don't know how I would answer it right now. Um. Okay. What's your least favorite? Oh, uh, hang on. I need to look at the track. Just to like this. preface for everybody, a least favorite Taylor Swift song is of the same echelon of like my favorite song by anybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah We're not sure. saying they're bad. When I say it's my least favorite, it just means like on this album, it's my least favorite, but I still like it. Okay. Um. I think. Oh, every time I think I don't love one, I realize I actually do. I yeah, think that's how that I feel. it's vigilante shit. Okay, I do. I would probably put it on my list too. I think that I skip. The only reason I don't skip vigilante shit every single time I listen to it is because of the lines. Is he trying says, to solve a puzzle? He was doing lines. And crossing all of crossing mine. All the way she, <laughs> the way she says it, is so satisfying to me. So I, I do lines. listen. To, it's it gives me the same feeling that like, this is why we can't have nice things or like the bridge if I did something <laughs> oh bad. Oh like, my that's god, that's how yes. it feels. Or it's just it's honestly like the word is chuggy. It is yeah. a chuggy song. It's girl boss. It's so girl boss, which is on brand, is on brand. But like the, I'm sorry, you you're gonna open the song. You're gonna open the song that's called <laughs> vigilante shit which i kind of feel like it's also like chuggy to use the swear word and that title like that for you um <laughs> your first line is draw a cat eye sharp enough to kill a man what? caroline and i like to joke that <laughs> she walked into the studio the day that they recorded this and was like Jack, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try something. She's got she like, like into really intense eyeliner on. She was like <laughs> Jack's like, you look Jack's different. Jack's like, oh, you look different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She walks in, she's like, Jack, just hit record. I just I wanna I just wanna try something on them. And then like she and then does. she starts going and Jack is in the control room, like And then like she stop she just does that line, she stops and she looks at him, she's like, Did I just blow your mind? 
<laughs> he's like you did that blow did your mind something. away mine? i know and she's like well wait for this line <laughs> he was doing lies <laughs> She's like, a coke, but, dude. <laughs> I'm singing about cocaine now. <laughs> but shockingly enough, Snow on the Beach is not about cocaine. And, and that's it's actually Lana just about Ray Snow Ray on the Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The song oh that was goodness. most likely to be about cocaine was Snow on the Beach, and it was not. Okay, well, thoughts on Snow on the Beach? I love. I love. And, and I'm not I mad that Lana doesn't it. have a verse. Exactly. I'm not mad about it because here's the thing. It is so obviously written by her. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like her, she's all fucking over that track. And she and Taylor are basically. She's, she's all over that she's track. She's all over that track. And they're basically singing the, the entire song together. The whole time the together. same time. Here's so what like, I feel. Neither one of them is in the spotlight, okay? Anyone with ears can hear that Lana Del Rey is singing a lot in this song. Anyone with ears. And I just, I don't know. I think it would have taken away from But would love, a la 34 plus 39. 34, 35. Okay, a la 34 plus 35. A remix with Alana verse on it. Like, did you listen to the, did you listen to the antihero remix? Not yet. No, is it good? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a Bleacher song. It, it's mm. completely different production than the original one. But there's a part when she says, the, this is my favorite lyric on the whole album, maybe. When she says, did you my did you hear my covert narcissism? I disguise as oh, altruism. Oh, so good. Like some kind, like of some kind of congressman. In the back, Jack, he says, Taylor, you'll be fine. Like instead of Taylor's oldest time, mm-hmm. which is just precious to me. It's... It's like, that's a great, it's just such a good song. Uh, Mastermind is like, that might, that's probably for sure top three. I think it might be my favorite. It's, it is so good. But, but Karma is my favorite. I think that it's the best composition on the whole album. Karma? There's, it's, no, no, no. Mastermind. Karma it's might be so my good. favorite. Like, that, I think might be my favorite chorus of the whole album. Mm, yeah. Karma. But it's also a little chuggy. I agree. When I don't listen to what she's saying or think about it. Yeah. No, the tune, it's great. <laughs> Mastermind. Yeah. Maybe I, I really like Lavender Haze. There's like some back and forth about it. I really like it. I like it, but because of how often, like how much I'll start the album and then not finish the whole thing. I think I'm kind of sick of it right now. Mm, okay. Maroon is beautiful. Obsessed. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, I can't. So when the 3 a.m. came out, and I listened to that the next morning, I guess. And, oh, my God. Wait, Phoebe, how awesome was it? Okay, so rehearsal dinner, day before the wedding. Phoebe and I drove to the venue together. And we just listened to the album on the way. Oh, my God. And it was, like, the perfect fall day. The weather, it was, like, beautiful. But, like, how, that was, like, core memory moment yeah for sure it was it, so it really nice. is like the prettiest drive it's like all these winding roads in the woods yeah and Pittsburgh. the foliage was like peak and we just had like such a good night the night before but also it was like it wasn't like new taylor album this week it was like new taylor taylor album like today like it was like the day so it was so fresh there is nothing like it okay Injected my fucking veins. It's the best it's the feeling best in the feeling world. In the a world. new Taylor You're just like album. On a high. Oh my god, yeah. it's so good. I'm still on it. The I mean, it's a Me boss too. last week. 
It's all we fucking listen to. I actually want to bring up one of the 3 a.m. tracks. I think Paris okay. is my favorite of all of them. But really, I like the, the great one war. about John Mayer. Oh, I think we need to send it to Miss Kiernan Shipka. Why? Because is she, she was John Mayer. Oh my god! Oh my god, girl! I can't believe what? you haven't heard it. They were spotted at a romantic dinner that lasted four hours. Okay, that's does that not make you sick to your stomach? No, is she like twelve? How old is she? And he's she's my 80? age. She's like a couple months older than me. He's he's forty four. <laughs> he's eighty. <laughs> he might as fucking well be. Oh my god! He can be god. her father. Like, like I'm sorry, she's Sabrina, the teenage witch weirdo. She's the little girl from Mad Men, and he was in his thirties when that came out. No, that's that's vile, vile. Oh, uh, he's up to his old speaking tricks. Of, Speaking of vile and age differences, I can't think too hard about Nick Vial and Natalie's age. Difference. I know you really can't. You really can't. You really can't. You really can't. I made the <laughs> mistake of like looking up stuff about their relationship because I was like, when did they start dating? You, so you just really can't. <laughs> yes, it's really when gonna did they start like, dating. It's, I think she was like twenty one or twenty two. Mm-hmm. And he was like forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you and see I'm just wondering, like, if she's age. gonna wake. I mean, well, I know what he fucking sees in her. She's biologically perfect, but <laughs> but I mean, like, maturity. <laughs> it's true. I mean, maturity wise. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. I guess she must. Be, I, I like her a lot. Like when she's on yeah, the podcast, I like I really, I really like her. I wonder if out. she's gonna wake up and be like. What am I doing here? Like when he's like, that's fucking what I think 60? about all these girls. Because I think about her really thinking about Billie Eilish right now. That is mm-hmm. making me actually ill. Do you see the like footage of them on the red carpet? Yeah, it's like creeping me out. She's being like, and she looks weird. great. She looks great, but she's being weird. Well, it's because she knows that she's she thinks that she's like being not like other girls. Like she's being so cool. Hundred like, percent. Well, that's what's like. Being like weird they don't to get me. it. They're like, like, they don't get it. The people don't see what I see in our relationship. Yeah. Which is literal Aria shit. Well, and I think she feels fucking cool. But like, and like, I get it. I get it. I mean, you are inherently cool because you're Billie Eilish, but what you're doing is not cool. You think you you think it is? (laughs) (laughs) I say from my living room as I podcast. Mm I know I look cool. What else do we have to talk about? I guess we should talk about the wedding. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I guess maybe the wedding. Um, so what would you think? Um, mid. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the, the, I know you're lying. But, like, in my soul, the way that just hurt me, like, you shot me in the fucking chest or face even. Because <laughs> if that was the reaction to my wedding, I would set myself on fire. <laughs> luckily luckily it hasn't been oh my god you guys you guys missed it (laughs) (laughs) okay wait a moment in their faces (laughs) you guys missed the event of the freaking century am i wrong it it was the event of my october (laughs) you are a fucking bitch (laughs) oh my god you're a fucking bitch (laughs) Are you being for real? No. Oh, my God. I thought you were being for real. I was about to say, for real, I'm out of here. For real. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. Uh, no, it was pretty pretty awesome. It was so fun. Let's just start at the beginning. So <laughs> everyone was kind of getting in on Thursday. And so we had like a bonfire at our house that night. And we had apple cider mules. And like all our friends got in. And it was just so awesome. Like we just have such a cool group of friends. And they all like got to hang out and bond in Nashville for the bachelorette party. So like everyone was just like so excited to see each other. We had so much fun. Phoebe got lit as fuck. And then at midnight, Midnights came out. It was like the perfect evening. I got lit as fuck. I don't think I really drank that night. Yeah, I think you did. Nice try. I think you did. Well, okay, so then the next day we had the rehearsal, which was fun. I did get lit this night. (laughs) Yeah, I got drunk. I got drunker at the rehearsal dinner than I did at the wedding. Well, I can't say that. I know. No one else can. It is really true that you, like, don't eat or drink that much on your wedding night. Like, you just... I mean, people will, like, bring you drinks, but, like, I can... I just, like, would get a drink and have it in my hand. I mean, I literally probably had, like... I don't know. I was not... I wasn't even hung over the next day at all, which is crazy. But, like, I had the greatest time. But the rehearsal dinner, that's another story. I was I was hung over the day of the wedding, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. Okay, so the rehearsal dinner was at such, like, so I love this restaurant. If you're in Pittsburgh, shout out Talia. It's this Italian restaurant. How cute is that restaurant? I love it. And I also think that it was great because obviously this wasn't a destination wedding, but there were yeah. a lot of people coming in from out of town and the wedding was not downtown and none of the like we weren't staying downtown so i think it was so nice yeah. that there was something that brought them into town so they could see because i get very defensive of pittsburgh yeah and i want people to see how freaking awesome it is and i think that this allowed people to yeah people just like it, it gives pittsburgh a bad look i guess but like lots of people commented on how much they liked pittsburgh after the weekend thank god which was cool like it is a really cool place so all of you come visit it was like downtown pittsburgh and like windows all around so you could like look out but the inside of the restaurant is super cute and we did signature cocktails we like last minute decided to and so we had an espresso martini that we called drunken love we had a Cosmo, which was Love Potion number 22. And then we had a Cranberry Orange Whiskey Sour, which we called Whiskey Off My Feet. Whiskey Off My Feet. Yeah. Um, I I think that was my favorite. I drank, well, I started with Espresso Martini because, and, ha- and it's always a risk with an Espresso Martini. This like, one was really good. This one was so and fucking good. I remember getting it. He gave it to me and it was dark. And at first I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to like it. But it was still really creamy and really good. Well, it had like it just had a different look on top. To it. it was the espresso martinis were amazing. And also like not every bar can do them. Like you have to have. espresso. It, I was so excited because I really wanted to have espresso martinis during cocktail hour at the wedding. But I just like couldn't figure out how to make that happen. So I'm so glad we got to do them. And then the Cosmos, though, like I probably had 50. They were so yeah. Well, it was like the juice. greatest picture, the greatest picture ever taken of Caroline. Yeah, will post double fisting. Yeah, Cosmos, Cosmos, which is like my I want that to be the cover Aesthetic. of my memoir. I wore this dress that was really fun. It was like a disco ball. It was like 
long sleeve, long dress, all sequins, but it fucking fell apart. Like it yeah. fell apart. Like, and it was from show me your moo moo or whatever, however you say it, which is like not like a cheap website. And when I tell you the sequins all down the seams were coming off. So they let me return it for a full refund. So I got to wear the fabulous dress, but also got to get rid of it because yeah, I mean, there were sequins great. everywhere. Yeah. But I was, I was really drunk after that. And then we all came back to my house and it was like, so the boys went to the casino, which was funny. And we all come back to my house and like Anthony had to come by the house. Cause some of the boys had to like get stuff or whatever. And it was so cute. Like the boys were like, you can't see him. You can't see him like past midnight. And it was just cute to have the boys participating in like the romance, you know, it was fun. So we had a sleepover. Phoebe, I think literally pulled an all nighter. Yeah. I was writing my speech. We love a procrastinator. Well, no, I, I mentioned why in my speech, it was too much, too much for me and my little heart. But, um, yeah, I slept in her office chair. <laughs> How was it? Um, Com- comfy clothes. Yeah, it was pretty horrific. <laughs> um, yeah. But I made it work. We luckily we had to be up early in the morning, so I yes. just kept reminding myself that that like it wasn't gonna be that long. Yeah, glam started at seven a.m. and it's just my actual dream to have a bunch of girls in the in the house, hair and makeup, like. Uh, it's just so fun to me. And so we were doing that. And honestly, hair and makeup team fucking killed it. Don't you think? Yes. Do y'all want to hear what the worst moment of my life was, though, on this day? Oh, my God. What? So Do I know I, this? Yeah, I think so. I was not staying at Caroline's. I was staying at my house, but I stayed at Caroline's this night. So when I went to get my bag ready to go to caroline's after the rehearsal dinner i just grabbed a bunch of stuff and threw it in my bag my mom had informed me that she bought me this shampoo for when i got home so i put it in my bag and i took oh, it to oh my god i really did not know where this was going and now i do and i'm so happy you're telling this story i got a text from my dad the next morning <laughs> from, which is from the scariest dad this, which is mom. the scariest notification to come across my well mom Keep was in, in the shower <laughs> when phoebe says the next morning she means the day of the wedding at like seven <laughs> in the morning and i've been <laughs> up all night also mom was supposed to be at the house at 7 a.m when does she pull up 10 30 <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh my god no but it was essentially along these lines phoebe period did you take mom's shampoo i said I took a shampoo bottle. I don't know whose it is. Mom in her never in her life has used Pantene shampoo. She's not yeah. that girl. She has her own little curly hair shampoo. <laughs> so I thought it was a safe bet. Also, she told me she bought it for me. And I was like, I have this. And she goes, Mom is like so mad. <laughs> Separate text. Like beyond. <laughs> is what he said. And then I think me, <laughs> I think Lily or Dad said this, but someone was like, "Mom's just in, <laughs> <laughs> Mom's just in the shower screaming." <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, the image in my head. 
think Lily said this was along the lines. Did Phoebe take my fucking shampoo? <laughs> I know. But imagine if mom wasn't saying anything. She's like, she's just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> like Regina George screams. <laughs> it's probably a little bit of both. Oh and my God. So I'm like, I text her a million times. Like, I'm so sorry. I wouldn't have taken it if I knew anybody else in the house used it. But there were know four other never shampoo be bottles. It'll never be enough. She will never forget this. No, she wouldn't either will I. She doesn't answer, but she does call me to like see what everybody needs. And it's like, well, I don't want to ask for literally anything, but can you please print my speech? And um, the mom's like, your speech? I deleted the whole thing. You sent me the file and I deleted it and I hacked your computer and I deleted it from there too. So good fucking luck remembering it. You Now you know how it feels to have something taken from you. <laughs> yeah, so that was the start of my Saturday. And so like, I know Caroline was stressed that my mom wasn't there yet, but I was like, please take your time. You don't need to come until you are mellowed out and cool. I was like, now that Phoebe fucking put her in a bad mood, like, perfect. Yeah, take your time. But it, she wasn't in a bad mood when she saw me, her blushing bride daughter. Um, yeah, so it was super fun. Um, photographer got here. How great was the photographer? Lindsay Zern, shout out. We already did shout her great. out, but... She's she was awesome. amazing. She was really awesome. I can't wait to see all the pictures. Uh, I know. We'll get them December 10th. So. Oh, whoa. Um, mm-hmm. So then we went to the venue and Anthony and I did our first look. Our fucking speaker died in the getting ready room. Yeah, that, that was sucked. Um, that was poor planning. Worst moment of my life. Yeah. That was because odd. you were already in a horrible mood. Yeah, so just and to so clarify like, why I was in a horrible mood on my wedding day, just so I don't sound like a fucking <laughs> bitch. Um, I don't know if I had mentioned that there was, I don't even want to say it. Something went wrong with the decorations and it was just like, things felt like they were piling on. So yeah, so just whatever, something went awry um, in addition to the speaker dying, which was really a tragedy the the creativity of that room trying to make music louder <laughs> like trying <laughs> to somehow make music louder without just singing like oh we like gosh. truly tried everything mm-hmm. but then the ceremony happened the string quartet let me tell you if you are on the fence about a string quartet do it right yes it was amazing and it everybody so loved cool. it it's like so fun because I had them only play pop songs and I chose like the list and they were, first of all, it sounded amazing. They were so easy to work with the three river string quartet. If you are in Pittsburgh, they were amazing. And it's fun because like you hear a string version of a pop song and you're like, wait, Oh my God, is that this song? So it was kind of fun. Like seeing people realize that they knew the song that was playing and very Bridgerton vibes which was good for like the garden wedding. So that was cool. And my aunt officiated the ceremony and she was so awesome. Like it was exactly what I wanted. She shouted out. She shouted out the pod. She shouted out the pod. Phoebe shouted it out in her speech. We got lots of pod shout outs. Um, But yeah, her, it was like super funny, but she was also like super sincere. She mentioned the bachelor, which is always a nice touch. Um, So that was great. And then, did you 
enjoy cocktail hour at all. I did not even like go at all. No, I was doing pictures, okay. but I think your friends did. They got to take a bunch of pictures during it. Everyone like, looked so good. Like, and I wasn't sure about yeah. the bridesmaids dresses because I hadn't seen like the dresses. I, I did like four different styles of dresses and then three different colors and two different fabrics. And I like chose it kind of blindly, like just seeing like small swatches, but I hadn't seen the styles next to each other. Like the girls order their try on dresses, but they didn't come in like the actual color. So you really like don't know until the day of the wedding, unless you just do all same color, all same style. And everyone looked so good. We did champagne, black and rust and the rust dresses were velvet and this uh, champagne and black were satin. And it just looked beautiful. I thought, don't you? Yeah, it was great. And everyone's hair and makeup. It was perfect. Like, I just feel like everyone like looked and felt really good, which was very important mm-hmm. to me. Because it can be like hard to get a lot of pictures taken of you. And like, especially if you're self-conscious at all, which like who isn't. And yeah, I was like kind of mentally prepared to like hate the pictures just because I wouldn't like how I looked in them. But so far, I love even the ones where I'm like, oh, I don't like like this you know, imperfection on me or whatever. I still like the pictures because they just are all so pretty and like the colors and the flowers were beautiful. So I was really pumped about the flowers, but our sweetheart table looked fucking so cool. We did. Yeah. Every, I mean, everything looked so good. Yeah. The sweetheart table had like baby's breath. Like it was like, it looked like it was a cloud of baby's breath and the baby's breath was all painted different colors. Like there was like some blue and then like fall colors and then in like embedded in all the baby's breath were different size disco balls and like disco balls were the centerpieces disco balls were everywhere at one point i like took a disco ball from the sweetheart table and we started throwing it around like a beach ball on the dance floor no this was this was the best moment (laughs) one of caroline's good friends caroline was dancing in the center of the dance floor and one of caroline's good friends decided to make himself and one of the disco balls into a planet orbiting <laughs> caroline as if she's the sun he then there was like a video of it and he posted it on a story and he was like um she's the sun and i'm like venus or whatever <laughs> he's just like literally like, <laughs> circling around me like holding the disco ball like it's like orbiting but he's also he's he's spinning and moving himself yes, in a circle, so there's he's also spinning so the many ball. circle circular <laughs> movements happening i don't even think i know what he's doing i'm wearing sunglasses it's dark <laughs> like i don't even think i knew <laughs> what was happening um but it was so cute the music was amazing the dj like when piece of me when piece of me came on that's like Caroline when it started went, oh my gosh she goes oh my goodness it's time for my floor work <laughs> as if like she was backstage at a talent show and like mr q that's my cue and the music started to play and she was like oh my god it's time for my floor Full work panic <laughs> well because okay so i sent him a list of like must play and like must not play he starts off the night like I wanted the first song to be Sweet Caroline because I felt like everyone was like obligated to dance. So they did dance floor was full. That was great. Then he went into like not like oldies, but like all the music that the older crowd really likes and expects to hear at weddings. But he didn't play the whole song. So it was like 90 seconds of each one. We did like a soul train when Love Shack played, which was fun. But the whole time, like this is not like he's going off script. Like this is not according to plan. These songs are not on my list. What is he doing? 
And then Piece of Me was like the first song he played from the list. And I was like, I like felt the life coming back to my body and I was no longer about to set myself on fire. You know? Yeah, it was, it was great. There was a moment where the circuit blew. And if you guys want to know what <laughs> kind of ca- friends Caroline has, <laughs> he handed one of Caroline's friends a microphone. He handed it to y'all's, I think, exclusive tenor. <laughs> baritone, baritone. <laughs> baritone <laughs> and she started singing <laughs> she, lean on me she just like in the middle out hesitation sometimes <laughs> and, all that. and at first i was like what the fuck is happening because because of how my friends are and who my friends are i'm thinking they took the mic and like they cut the speaker i'm like they unplugged the speaker took the mic and they have <laughs> planned this musical number and i specifically said no performances and they're going against my wishes. <laughs> so I was like, the fact that I had to say no performances, but I did say it. And and yet there still was one. So at first I'm like, how dare they? Like, how dare they? What's happening? I immediately know that baritone voice. I'd know it anywhere. And then I realized the speaker <laughs> blew. And then I was like too into it. I like blacked out. And I just was like, so just call on me, bro. <laughs> just fully. And everyone starts singing and clapping. And there are videos of it. And you just like see people who you don't expect to be singing along. Like in the back singing and clapping. <laughs> I think we it did was the incredible. whole song. Truly. And then the music came back on. I really think we may have. Literally, then the music came yeah, back on. Yeah, what a on. moment. It was like... Other than that, All Too Well played. It was perfect. All Too Well was not on the list. Someone requested it. Really glad they did. We had like a scream sing. I was actually talking to my friend Haley about it today. And I was like, core memory, you and I, like, scream singing All Too Well at each other. And then she's like, yeah, at one point, Anthony came up and you pushed him away and said, this is a girl's only song. <laughs> I was like, and I stand Facts. by that. <laughs> he knew who he married. Oh my now God. it's too late. So that's so funny. I know, I know. And then Greenlight was the last song. It was a good choice, I think. Which was great. Yeah. And then we, oh my God, wait. This okay, so this kid I used to babysit was there. And he comes up to me and like he's a teenager now and he is gay. And he comes up to me and he goes, Caroline, this is the gayest straight person wedding I've ever been to. I'm like, first of all, you've not he's, been to that many weddings. He's been to like one one wedding. Uh, yeah. And second of all, thank you so much. <laughs> it was like I was like, welcome to my fucking world. This is it. Yeah, it was cute. We had people doing splits. At one point I did get on the floor during touch by little mix. Multiple points. No, only one. And piece of me. I didn't lay Girl. on the floor during Peace of Me. I didn't. But I did you during were, Touch. You kneeled on the ground at least. No, I don't think so. But I did during Touch for sure. Whatever you I say. actually got in like a crab walk position. That's where. That's what I did actually. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, it was just like the epic dance party of my dreams. Everyone was dancing. I think everyone had like... Everyone I talked to said they had an amazing time. And then... And um, you might think the night was over, but for me, it was just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) We got on. Well, okay. At first I was in the, I was getting all my stuff together and I was like, I'm going to let everybody have like, get on the bus and we'll take the next one. Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, yeah. So it's Cheryl's picking people up. The real friends. So I was like, they can go. And then I think an adult was like, there's room. (laughs) The three of us got on the bus we sat in the back. I think that was truly, obviously the wedding was the most fun I'd ever had, but this 
we had so Everyone much fun on saying this, this shit. I'm like, like Anthony and I took a limo and I'm like mad about it because apparently the bus was like the party. Clyde like we played hooked, Kitty Girl. Yeah, Clyde connected to the Bluetooth speaker and played music. I mean, and there were like adults like, <laughs> oh my god, don't even get me started on the poppers. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about that? Um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> just gonna leave it there. I think that's a good idea. But, um, but yeah, that was so fun. And then we went to like our hometown bar. I at some point was in the lobby of the hotel across the street trying to convince every single one of our relatives that was in the lobby to come. Lots of them came. I mean, tons of people came and I just like kept getting shots handed to me. I wore slippers. Dude, I know. That was iconic. Way too many shots. Yeah. But again, I like wasn't that drunk. It was just, it's so like, imagine like a sitcom, like, and imagine the neighborhood bar that they all go to. That's what this is. Um, but it's like this neighborhood bar and it was across the street from the hotel. And like everyone stayed at the hotel and it was just so freaking fun. Like having, cause my friend group like is just very larger than life, honestly. And to come to like the small town, like neighborhood bar with all the locals and just to see like the, and it was crazy cause there were two high school reunions <laughs> that were also at the bar and like people from the wedding were in those classes of people. So it truly, like we walked in there and there were probably like yeah. 200 people in there. It was like <laughs> crazy. It was, yeah, it was so fun. And then we went back in the next day, Anthony and I flew to Rome and I was not even hungover. And it, it was like amazing. So for our honeymoon we went to Rome and then we went to Santorini and then we went back to Rome. It was amazing. I like Rome better than Santorini. So did Anthony, but like it was all just like so fucking awesome. I ate so much good food. We Rome was just like, so like, there's just so much to do. It was crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It was amazing. I can't wait to like go back to Italy. Right. Well, we just talked for an hour. <laughs> I know. I know. But there was really no way around it. Yeah. So I think that now we'll get into we the We haven't re recorded in over two weeks. It's true. So. Now I think we'll get into the recap and then get into the episode. Okay. So in the last episode, a lot of crazy stuff happened. Um, if you remember, Toby dug up a field hockey stick that they believe could have been used as a weapon to kill Allie. Um, but Spencer has kind of gotten it in her head that her dad may have had something to do with Allie's murder because he gets super wigged out by the field hockey stick and he actually ends up burning it and like getting in a fight with Spencer about it. So really not a good look for Peter Hastings. Um, Mike is also just being psychotic. He's been robbing houses, which we know. And we also know that Aria has found this out. So that's how she has her little like secret rendezvous with Jason. And oh my God, it's forbidden love, whatever. So Mike gets arrested and we find out he like gets in a fight with Ella. Um, he's like acting out at school and we find out that he's really doing this. He's acting out like this because he's mad at his mom. 
it seems like more his mom than his dad, but I guess mad at his parents for what they're kind of putting the kids through. Hannah believes that people are following Caleb. She thinks it's the police, but we actually find out in the last episode that it's not the police. Um, in fact, it could be like a family. We don't really know, but nevertheless, Hannah and Caleb are aware that this is happening. Emily is currently living with Hannah. We know that she's having some shoulder pain and she's like super stressed about swimming because she's got a lot riding on the potential of a Danby scholarship. And so she's like got the shoulder pain, she's putting cream on it, and we find out that A has actually laced it with HGH, which is human growth hormone, and Emily is so stressed, she gets a stress ulcer. This girl is going through it. She ends up in the hospital, takes a drug test. They find out she's got drugs in her system, so she's not even going to be allowed to swim. She's so stressed about what her dad's going to think. Like, it's just a bad situation, but her dad does end up saying it's okay. Like your health is more important. So if Danby doesn't happen, that's okay. So hopefully that's a load off for Emily. While in the hospital, Sparia, Spencer and Aria go and steal Allie's autopsy like fucking crazy people. And A is actually in the room with them and they don't know. She's pretending to be a dead body. It's crazy. But they steal Allie's autopsy. And here we finally find out that Allie was actually buried alive. So the blunt head trauma is not what killed her. The bitch was buried alive. How awful could you imagine? They also realized that page five is missing from her autopsy. So there is a page missing. What could be on that page? They don't really know. Hannah's dad left. They're not getting back together. Whatever. Um, we know Ari is in this like weird love triangle of her own creation with Jason and Ezra. We also know that the girls no, Ian's not guilty now. They're like basically sure of this. And so they're kind of like, is it Peter Hastings? Could it be Jason De Laurentiis? We know he was like kind of aggressive. And so Spencer goes to have a conversation with Garrett, the friendly neighborhood policeman. But we find out he can't be trusted because the girls know that he and Jenna are having a thing. So, okay. So I'm immediately horrified. I like went to fill up a cup with water in my bathroom <laughs> as it was playing. And I was like, Oh no. Convenient. Oh no. Oh no. Major oh no. <laughs> Major oh no. Can you guys guess? Guess who's on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> From that reaction, guess who's on the screen? If you guess, <laughs> hmm, Aria, you're correct. We have Aria and Mr. Fitz tangled up on each other's limbs and bed sheets, hooking up. This is the raciest scene we have had from her so far. And we've had some kind of racy scenes. So like it's going to be it kind of because at first it was playing and I was like, no way. This is the scene I think it is. It's not. But we get kind of a paralleled scene of them on Ezra's bed when like I'm not, no spoilers. But do you know what scene I'm talking about? Are they like are they active? No, I don't think point? so. Because I think the scene I'm thinking about is when they oh my God. cross that line. Oh, you, you know what I mean? Oh, like my God. I cannot. They're hooking up. Like if that up. wasn't horrifying enough, we then find out that it's the morning time. Yeah. Ugh. Like before school, before their alarm went off, the alarm goes off. Ezra turns over. Arya's just like, whatever. Arya like pushes him off her. She's like, ugh, when the alarm goes off. Oh my God. Then who we think is going to be Ezra turns around. Who is it? Not Ezra. Jason, Jason, as I said on the recap, this little love triangle Aria has created for herself. Yeah, so she's having literal sex dreams about Ezra and Jason. Ew. Harrowing. Harrowing, to say the least. Upsetting. Um, 
so yeah, so that is literally our opening scene. So if that's any indication for how this Which episode feels is like gonna an assault. <laughs> An assault to the senses, if there ever was one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so um, then we are back in the morning. So while Arya is having these sex dreams, the other girls are hard at fucking work. Was I'm sorry, was she taking a nap? Was no, this an seriously. afternoon delight dream? The other girls are literally in the morgue. <laughs> in, <laughs> like, <laughs> Arya's like, I need to go, guys. Um, I'm really... <laughs> I got to work some stuff out, and I, I just, I do best, I do my best thinking when I'm dreaming. <laughs> And like, like, what the fuck? How the hell is Hannah at the morning? I also like to like, but I mean, like, Spencer probably had them there at like four in the morning. Literally, but like, why isn't is Aria like? I know I I'm setting boundaries. Oh my god, Aria is totally the boundary setting type, and you know it. I just need to like take care of myself in this moment. But then, like, what the fuck is the time? (laughs) So far, the timetable. Is throwing me for a loop, and this is pretty early because in the they then go because back. they've gotten the before school, yes, and then it's like back in. They're like, we're gonna go have breakfast. I don't understand. I can't. Okay. Anyway, so I, they're I in the know. morgue in the candy stripers outfits. Emily and Hannah are standing watch when Spencer comes out and is like, I can't find page five anywhere. I checked everything, and this line gets me. She goes, "The coroner's computer is password protected." Did you think that you were just going to log on to it? <laughs> no way. No <laughs> way. And you can't guess it? Like, what? Spencer, come on. We have an inflated sense of self if we thought we were getting in the fucking <laughs> coroner's computer. That's an insane In a thought. town where people are murdered regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you live in a town with some dark secrets. Some dark you details. You guys are the dark details. Okay. <laughs> also, just, like, let it go. <laughs> like, okay, there's a sheet missing. It was probably missing when you took the autopsy out. Just put it back and move on. Pretend it never happened because guess what? No one really should suspect you because it's an insane thing for you to even think to do. <laughs> so, like, really, for anyone to think that you went into the morgue and took Allie's autopsy and, like, took a page and then put it back, for anyone to think that, they're already feeling weird about it. They're already like, this is an insane thing to think. It's true, but they're thinking like it is yeah. insane. And it would if, right? if someone were to get there in their train of thought of thinking, that, I mean, they have to be thinking some already pretty incriminating things about yeah, exactly. you. Like, so like, yeah, I'm like, <sighs> I I, I don't know. Case. But then, oh sorry, having a yawn. <sighs> then the elevator opens. Who walks out? <laughs> I didn't realize that the optometrist and the morgue were on the same floor of the hospital because Jenna gets out of the elevator. And not to correct you, but this is probably an ophthalmologist. Oh. Well, I guess you would know. What's an optometrist? They do your, your glasses. When you're mm. doing your actual eyeball, it would be an ophthalmologist. Op- Mm, okay. I also didn't know there was there's another kind too that I haven't seen. <laughs> Why are they on the same floor as the morgue? Are they just Patho- like, pathology is well, also down there, which we learned last episode. Ren told us. But we talked about this last episode because we were yeah. like, this is literally the sewer basement of the hospital. It is horrifying. And there are like places where patients have to go. It's not like it's just like we'll yeah. put the morgue down there. There are like actual doctor's offices down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrifying. So Jenna walks out and she's talking to the nurse and she says, 
the first thing I'm going to go do when I get my bandages off is I'm going to go to Cape May. I can't wait to see the ocean. So the girls have learned Jenna's getting her fucking vision back, which makes her way scarier. Like, she's 100%. no longer at this disadvantage. I'd be fearing for my life if I wasn't already. Yeah, if I was already fearing for my life. Wait, but there is one comment I have to mention before we move on. Hannah says to Emily, like, they're up there. They're getting creeped out while Spencer's in the morgue. And Hannah goes, well, Em, you love zombie movies. And Emily's like, yeah, but they're fictional. And it's like, wait a minute, you do? <laughs> like, I, like, Hannah says, that's what she saw with Maya. I, oh, I guess. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't remember that tiny little detail. But Hannah's like, you love zombie <laughs> movies. And Emily's like, yeah. <laughs> it's the, I'm sorry, who loves zombie <laughs> movies? It's such a, like, it's such a specific it's genre It's the kind movie. of writing that, like, we would have gotten from original sin. Like that's a line that they would have thrown to that yes. fucking movie oh girl. Oh my god! But they would have name dropped like fifteen zombie movies <laughs> in the span of thirty seconds <laughs> in the same moment. <laughs> but like it, literally, you love zombie movies. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to be anyone. Okay, Emily. Emily, here we we're we're, we're building a personality. We're figuring out who you we are. Still yeah. Emily likes to swim and likes zombie <laughs> movies. <laughs> but still like, no discernible personality no that's those are the only details that you're gonna get yeah so then as she we said, also the space-time continuum I guess is fucking crazy. rich because we go back to the Marin's household and she without a thought in her head is just throwing skincare into the trash thousands I of know. dollars and hannah and i are on the same fucking page here because emily is throwing shit away and she's throwing hannah stuff away too without informing hannah that she's doing this <laughs> and it just, looks at hannah like okay, it's insane hannah's like wait that's mine and i like uh yeah i'm throwing away your stuff too as if hannah should <laughs> have been like, like i'm <laughs> throwing away your stuff as if hannah would be like oh my god thank you like at least notify a bitch <laughs> like let me know that's what you're, you're throwing my shit away so then emily starts to throw something away and hannah's like no i don't care if it turns me into a troll like this was a hundred dollars and i'm like good for you hannah like stand up for yourself i would do the same thing and then emily's like well you know like <laughs> back pimples and facial hair are also side effects of steroids and, and then that hannah gets away how manipulative of you emily seriously, seriously. then we get ashley marin <laughs> she comes into the, the room and she's like y'all gotta go to school whatever and she's like hannah your dad just called you need to call him before you go to school. She says he wants you to call him before you go to school. I'm sorry. Are we in any position to be making demands? Seriously. He wants you to call him before you go to school. Okay. Well, and we're going to learn. We're going to learn why he needs Hannah to call him. And it's because I guarantee you he dropped the ball. He probably has been putting mm -hmm. off his conversation yeah. or forgot he needed to ask Hannah what he's going to need to ask her. And is now, now it's on Hannah to fit him into his schedule. Yeah. So Hannah leaves. They're going to go down and eat breakfast. But Emily gets a text from A. And it's a very scary text from A. It says, reminder, I own you. And it is her, like a picture of her drug test results. So, yeah, Emily is... Uh, a bit frightened and rightfully so she goes to school she tells aria about the text jason walks by and he and aria like have a moment <laughs> they haven't even so much as held hands yet and they look at each no, other like they had, like, have truly had like rendezvous after rendezvous 
And it makes everyone visibly uncomfortable because they are acting so strange. Yeah. And Emily, well, Emily finally catches goes, on. Why did he wave at you? <laughs> She's like, what's going on? Why are you blushing? And Arya's like, finally someone noticed. And <laughs> she's she, like, Arya's not been trying to hide this out. Yeah. Arya does something you couldn't pay me to do. But any, any, any amount of money. She offers up the information that she had a sex dream about Jason and Ezra. <laughs> in the I school know, she's hallway. Acting like suddenly we're watching Sex in the City. In the school like, hallway. She's having this conversation with Do you Emily. think you're Samantha Jones, Aria? What are you doing? <laughs> Aria's like, I kind of had a dream about him. And, well, wait. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. She goes, I kind of had a dream about him. And then Emily's like, what kind of dream? She goes... We were in bed, <laughs> naked, and he tried to kiss me, and then I woke up. Like, Aria, oh my you could have explained that wave in any number of ways. I'll give you one way. <laughs> He's the brother of her dead best friend. It's not strange <laughs> yeah. that he waved at you. Or even if you want something a little bit more scandalous, but, like, not, like, going there, you could be like, oh, Mike, like, fucking broke into his house, and... We've like been Jason talking. Was, like did us a solid and didn't say anything. Yeah. Like it could have been like any, it could have been, I saw him when I went to go see Mike's basketball. Pro- like literally. Yeah. It could have been a whole slew of things. Instead. She talks about but her it's, graphic. It's literally dream. like, well, yeah. And it's like, Aria. <laughs> it's like, I have except Aria. She's like, we were in bed. <laughs> it's like, I expect you to be like, wait, sorry. Are you a virgin? And <laughs> 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 Emily was like, yeah. And then Aria's like, okay. So, we were naked in bed. Uh, for people that have sex, I just that you can say in bed, and they like kind of know what that means. But um, here's the I don't thing, know about though, because you, you you like younger girls. I think that, <laughs> like our age, I think that at this point, Arya, I don't think has had sex. I think she is a virgin. No, I know she but has. Emily she has. has. Like, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Let's, let's get our numbers here. Actually, I think it's just Emily and Hannah. Yeah, I think so too. Hmm interesting i wouldn't be surprised if spencer has and just like it's, it's not her not personality like, a big deal to her. <laughs> like i i wouldn't be surprised if she was like i just want to get it over with like you <laughs> you know what i mean like yes but yeah and so then emily's like well why would you have this dream about him like and she goes well he had dinner at my house <laughs> last week it's like okay do you see someone in any given situation and immediately they show up in your sex streams like i don't understand well, but it's also like aria aria specify because she's making it sound like we just got dinner um at my house i cook one um and make a really good thai noodle dish so i think like, it's literally as if like oh but it's like you know your parents had a dinner party for adults like he didn't like come to your house to have dinner with you like the way you're purposely making it sound she is so insufferable i cannot with her (laughs) no completely completely and then wait and emily goes listen aria like you need to stay away from him i understand the appeal he's wounded (laughs) and dangerous and mysterious and we all know you love to fix things but (laughs) you know aria's like I am a sister, aren't I? I'm, <laughs> Emily, thank you for noticing. I'm really trying to work on my boundary setting. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, literally. And then finally, Ari's like, can we just keep this between us? And Emily's like, yeah, if you promise to stay away from Jason. I have a feeling. She's not going Ari's to. not going to do that. And it's also like, why do you really care if you keep this between... Be- you had no problem well, just saying... Who's she going to tell your other best friends? You just yeah. had this conversation in the hallway. You offered it up. 
<laughs> you literally were like, hey, is everyone listening? <laughs> yeah, so we were in bed. And <laughs> For those of you taking notes, like, oh, do you I know what that means? was a dream? <laughs> she, she like tells the whole story, and like, but she leaves out that it's not real. Everybody like, <laughs> and she's like resumes doing oh, whatever they're doing. Uh, she tells Emily, uh, it was, it was a just a dream, actually. Yeah. I was like, wait, um, did everyone hear that? <laughs> She's like, no, 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 yeah. they're busy. Just let them go. No, it's okay. You know what? It's my business. Let's just keep that part between <laughs> us. <laughs> Everything else is public domain, but that, let's just keep that between us. That's pri- my dreams are my private private spaces. <laughs> uh-huh. And, th- and I also love right. the way she said it, because she goes, can we keep this between us? Just keep this between <laughs> us. I know. Then we pan to Ashley, and she's... In her office, every light is off except for a lamp. So she's lit beautifully, but like, girl, it's the middle of the work day. So I don't understand why we don't have a single light on. <laughs> and then she calls Hannah and she's like, Hannah, your dad called. You didn't call him this morning. You have to. Oh my God. Ha- <laughs> she goes, you have to be fitted for your bridesmaid's dress. Excuse me. Isabel has no friends. Point number one, <laughs> your your husband's other daughter that hasn't been in the picture at all is going to be in your wedding. Also, excuse me, the wedding is in three weeks. Why are we just now getting fit for a bridesmaid's dress? That is absolutely diabolical. Yeah, completely. Okay. So the girls are in the lunchroom. They are talking about the news they've received about Jenna and how like she's going to be getting the surgery. I think what they say like cornea reconstruction spencer's like they're gonna try to replace her cornea or something like that she says like completely understandable terms mm-hmm. and aria goes uh spence english please <laughs> <laughs> that's such a classic tv line like uh, english, uh, I know. It, it's giving the energy of like those people on tiktok that are like pov you're in a disney movie or you're in yes. like any sort of show like that yes totally. and it's like uh, so annoying. Spencer's like, this is so scary. Like, she's going to be able to see. And Emily's like, well, I mean, what is she really going to be able to do to us that she couldn't already do? Like, you know, she's whatever. I think and Spencer goes, that. I know, I think it's Emily. Because Spencer goes, well, for one, she will be able to aim a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And they're like, oh, no, you're but right. I do, like, I, Aria says something that is just like... I mean, I'm sure she says something abhorrent. Aria, you don't, you don't need to prove to everybody that you can see the good in people. <laughs> yeah. You don't because always also have it's like to fake. root for the underdog. Exactly. Yeah. It's so... You know what? The line, covert narcissism disguises altruism. Oh, that is Aria God, Montgomery. That is Aria Montgomery. But, wow. but Taylor is self-aware. Arya mm. truly thinks she's altruistic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So funny. But yeah, so that's that. Then Spencer is spying. She's doing what she does best and she's spying. This, I have a flashback now and I remember what lies inside Jason's shed. Oh my God, I hate <laughs> the storyline. Uh, I hate the storyline. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I, even like... It, you, it, it happens and you're like this is so bad and then it gets seemingly worse i don't understand I, 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 no i can't so spencer like there's like the construction also, people what spencer is in rachel berry cosplay in this oh outfit. yeah she, she has a horse sweater on 
she and yeah she looks total rachel berry you're right um so she's like they're like is the construction workers are at jason's house spencer's just like watching in the trees <laughs> and hiding in plain sight she's visible yes completely and she's wearing red also and Jason flips out at the sky because he's going to the shed. And Jason's like, you can't go in there. You must never go in there. And he, like, locks it up and puts a key on top of the door frame. And Spencer sees him do it. So, mm, me thinks Spencer's going to break in. <laughs> Spencer doesn't like, know how to keep her nose out of other people's business. Jason, I have two issues with you. Number one. That was stupid to hide your key there. If this is so top secret, oh my God. keep the key on your freaking keychain. And you Number did two, it in broad daylight when lots of people are around that aren't Spencer. And Spencer Hastings is your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. She's always looking. She has cameras Let's everywhere, I'm sure. Act with a bit more discretion, Jason. And also, we say it probably every episode at this point. People need to stop acting suspicious when they are doing something wrong. I know. The things that you're doing... like. If there were a construction people on your property and you didn't want them to go into your shed, you could just say that to them. Literally. Hey, just, you don't, uh, you don't need to worry about the shed. Just, yeah. Please don't go in there. Ugh. That's anyway, it. That's fine. It's normal. It's we have 100%. such a cute scene after this. It starts out a little rocky, but then it gets cute. It starts out rocky because Samara says to Emily, sweets for my sweet, <laughs> which is a phrase that should be outlawed. Hear me when I say this. <laughs> Don't ever say that to me. Don't ever say it. sweets for my sweets. <laughs> the way she Don't call me your too. sweet. She's like, please also, tell I, me you can eat this. Um, the, I I'm, I prefer to page every day of my life. I'll die I know, on the hill, so but true. she is fucking irritating me right now. Yeah, no, totally. So. Then they kiss and Ashley Marin like walks in on them kissing. And I'm just, I'm sorry. Can you imagine? I would dissolve. I would actually evaporate into thin air. If I was like <laughs> staying in a friend's house and their mother walked in on me kissing my girlfriend. Oh my no, God. No, no, Game no. over. Game no, no, no. fucking over. No, no, no. Ashley though, I could have guessed it, is cool about it. And... She overhears Samara being like, hey, like, we can't go to Quinn's house tonight, which I guess we've come fucking full circle on that one. We can't go to Quinn's house tonight. Like, I really wanted you to be my friends. That sucks. Like, so they can't hang out. And Ashley's like, well, you guys can come here. Oh, my God. Okay, cool, mom. God bless Ashley Marin. This is the mom that Emily has deserved this whole show. Yes, because then they walk into the kitchen after Samara oh, leaves. So and Emily's like hey, like, I really, it was so nice of you to offer, but, like, I couldn't have them over. Like, it's okay. And then Ashley says, this is your home, and I want you, what does she say exactly? She's like, I want you to feel comfortable being yourself here. And she's also like, you know, same rules that apply for Hannah apply to you, no girlfriends in the room, but you can have girlfriends in the room, and, well, how will I know the difference? And Emily's like, I'll let you know. But it's like, it's just like so cute and sweet and wholesome and like Emily's so happy. It's like such a small thing that Ashley did here, you know? Yeah. Like and just and fucking showing like basic human kindness. And we see and thank, how far that really goes. Thank goodness we had that scene because Oh what's about to happen. Oh my god. Nothing could if have you prepared me. Skip ahead, like 
you're gonna be scarred yeah yeah no it's so bad you you can do it aria walks in to ezra's <laughs> office and at first i'm like why is she walking in the office like this weird way she like <laughs> she like walks in forward and then like puts her back against the door while it's still open so she has to like maneuver her hands around her bag to figure out how to shut the door behind her back and she's she trying to be sexy and it's not working i'm like how many takes did they give you lucy because this is oh not your best work maybe it's supposed she, to look awkward she because she's 16 because she, she's a teenager yeah <laughs> she puts her bag down and she starts taking her jacket off and she goes is it hot in here and are you she's like is it hot in here are you hot and ezra says <laughs> I, I am now, am now. <laughs> literally die i hope you get struck by lightning ezra over that <laughs> aria's taking her clothes off and they're like making out and he's like i have a Wait. class in 15 minutes she goes does this lock this door oh, yeah we've seen them have to unlock these doors before ezra goes no aria goes <laughs> No problem. Takes the chair and like puts it under the the doorknob so it is yeah. shut. Imagine if someone tried to open that. Just imagine. Like what, Ezra? What are you doing in there? I, I I can't. So then they just like fully, or he's like, I have a class in fifteen minutes. Like maybe this isn't the right time. And she goes, I think that you think entirely too much. <laughs> he's like, you're, you're butchering right. this, Caroline. Okay, what? He says that, and she goes, that's plenty of time. For what? Oh. Are you guys about to do it for the first time I in know, his actually, office? actually, for what? For and what? Then Ezra's cut. Listen, obviously, I'm not always rooting for this relationship, but I would rather her be with... I don't know what I want. Anyway, but <laughs> Ezra's botching this, because Ezra has no idea that he's, like, kind of on the nice with Arya, and she's yeah. like trying to get her mojo back with him. I know. And he keeps being like, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. And I'm like, you're going to push her away. But also then like she bad goes. Bad boy Jason's going to say, okay, girl. That's when she says what Caroline said, which is, I think you think entirely too much. Yeah. And then the most graphic. Well, not the most uh, graphic. I thought that was maybe their most graphic makeout scene we've seen so far. Well, so way far, but you you earlier mentioned one that's coming up. No, I know. Just so far, the amount of tongue that we saw, like, I'm sorry, when I'm watching a television show, I don't need to see it. No, I don't need to much. see it. It's way too much. I believe you. You know, I believe you. And then they get on the couch and do God knows what, God knows where. And so that was, like, really a struggle to get through, so... I'm expecting to be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize now. Spencer needs crate time. <laughs> yeah. Spencer needs to be <laughs> off duty. Spencer does need crate time. That is funny. That is very funny. Um, our mom had a trainer come for her dogs and he was like, you need to put your dogs in the crate like for this many hours a day. Because dogs always feel like they're on duty. Like, they always have their worker cap on. But when they go in their crate, it's like they get to go to their room and, like, take their worker cap off. And they're off duty and they get a break. Which, like, is so cute and sad when you think about it. So, yeah. Spencer needs crate so, time. So, yeah, that's what Spencer needs. <laughs> I'm, like, 
how does Spencer have this free time where the girls all have these other subplots and Spencer just thinks about (laughs) all of this all the time? Yeah, that's a good point. Because Spencer's on the phone. She is like positioned on the landing between like the first part of her staircase in the living room Mm -hmm. and the part that goes upstairs. She's just sitting on the phone with Spencer talking about how she thinks Jason killed Allie, which is like kind of sensitive information. Yeah. And it's also pitch black, so we see her silhouette. Like, it's... The ugh, drama. So absurd. And then we pan to Hannah, and Hannah sees Caleb talking to who we think was the cop that was following Caleb. Joke's on us. find out otherwise. Well, but it's so For funny real. because she's like, Caleb, why are you talking to him? And Caleb's like, oh who and she's like the cop and he's like he's not a cop he's a private investigator i'm like is that better or worse he's a private well, don't, don't supposed worry. To be obvious. he's not a cop he's a private investigator okay now i'm even more concerned but we find out he True. was actually hired by caleb's mother to find him so i'm i'm worried Hannah's gonna lose caleb again Ugh. um then jump scare fedora Oh my god! Fedora oh out of the god. corner of my eye. Phoebe never Smart misses a fedora. Smart friends are dressed absolutely horrible. Horribly. They are. They are. The one girl is in. I guess Zoe is her name. She's in Taylor Momsen cosplay. <gasps> Wait, I'm dead. Is she not? She's. I wrote the same thing in my notes. Little J. I wrote that. Like, That's almost so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. She's in her I'm little J fully. era, and she's acting like her too. Yes, the way she's she looking. is. But like emo little jay not like yeah bright-eyed bushy-tailed no yeah so they're all like playing poker <laughs> they're having a good time with real money one dollar bills baby and emily gets up and she gets a text from a who is watching through the windows and it says if zoe leaves without your digits like i'll tell everyone about your test results which i i would get sick and have to send everybody home i think <laughs> it would be horrible and let's just finish the scene like let's just go through it because here's what i'm gonna say oh first of all emily like calls aria freaking out doesn't know what to do she gets called back down to finish her turn <laughs> and Wait. what she's on the phone with aria and emily's like it's just, it's easy for you to say to just bluff and do it, but, like, your relationship isn't at risk. And Arya, it pisses Arya off. She goes, <laughs> uh, M, I think I've taken a few kicks to my own. That was not and how, what a weird way to say that just now. I think I've taken it? a few kicks to my own. <laughs> huh? She says, uh, I how think did she my relationship's it? taken a few kicks, M. <laughs> which and emily immediately goes oh no you're right i'm sorry emily was just in the hospital yeah well but this is about a relationship it's different ari is the expert on relationships don't forget that right so then emily goes back down and like all the girls have to leave whatever she gets another text from a this is TikTok, and she literally goes up to zoe and she says Hey, Zoe, you forgot this. Zoe says, what? Emily says, my number, and hands her a slip of paper with her number on it, which Quinn sees, and Zoe also feels weird about it, rightfully so. Hey, Em, 
there were like a million Use ways you could have done this <laughs> that weren't like that. I'm sorry. That was like actually out of all the ways that you could have done this, that is probably the worst. That's the flirtiest. Oh my God. That's like you know out of you a pickup line book. I had hey, so let me much get everybody's fun with number. your friends. Yeah, wait, can you guys give me your numbers? Like I would love to do this again sometime. Or like, you know what? You got the text from A. You were prepared. Maybe if you hadn't gone and taken that phone call with Aria, you could have gathered some context clues, talked to these girls, figured out something that that girl likes and be like, oh my gosh, wait, like I found the funniest thing. What's your number? I'll text it to you about like that thing you just mentioned that you like. You know what I mean? Like there are so many ways she could have done this that wouldn't have been weird. And she chose the absolute weirdest one and the one that's going to be most detrimental to her relationship. And this is not the first time things like this happen in this fucking show. Pisses me off. Like, use your brains. I can't. Um, Uh, But yeah, so let me get Veronica. I'm sorry. Veronica Hastings, Kendall Jenner edit. Oh my God, Phoebe. I wrote that down. (laughs) I wrote down that she's cutting cucumbers (laughs) like KJ. (laughs) Oh my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my God. We spend spend one weekend together and we're just like locked in. Oh my god. <laughs> Not us getting little J and KJ. Holy a little J and Big J. References <laughs> that both of us think of. Holy shit. Holy moly. Holy moly. Holy moly. Holy moly holy. That's so funny. Yeah, Veronica's cutting cucumbers like Kendall Jenner. Y'all know. Y'all know without the reference photos, but I will post Wake it. up. Wake up. Wake up, America. Get your ass up and work. Get your ass up and work and Google it yourself if you don't know. That is all I have to say, but I will still post it. Kendall Jenner literally dresses a cucumber for her Halloween this year. Yeah. So if you don't know, you're literally living under a rock. You're not into pop culture. Yeah. So anyway, Spencer and Veronica are having a conversation, but impossible to ignore the parallels between KJ and VH. This conversation is basically just veronica defending peter's actions yeah she's, she gets a little weird about it she's like i would have burned the murder weapon too spencer um so basically the gist of the conversation between spencer and veronica is like yeah defending her mans and don't trust the dealer Laurentises. and that's like basically yeah it. and then unfortunately we go back to ezra and aria and i'm realizing because of the scene that we stopped on after we stopped watching um that this i believe is the episode where we get that scene no way oh my god i know i had a premonition anyway so ezra's wearing a white tie i didn't realize that before which really bothers me okay i just wanted to mention that (laughs) okay sorry um aria has created a feast from like the vending machines on ezra's desk ezra's like oh you're still here when he gets back to the well it's so unlike her because usually she's like i can't believe you have to go teach and make me wait for you like usually she's like such a bitch so it is shocking um but yeah so she like has all this all these snacks in the vending machine and he's like suspicious and rightfully so he's basically like like what's going on and She's like, I'm just happy. Okay, he basically liar, asks liar, her, pants on fucking fire. Ezra's basically like, why are you acting? He might so as well horny. say, is it Jason? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, he's literally like, why are you so horny? 
Like, why do you want to jump my bone so bad? Yeah, no, completely. You haven't wanted to come near me with a 10-foot pole in the past week? And now this. Since you met Jason? And now this. And now this. I'm confused. Yeah, so. But as just like, a win's a win. <laughs> totally. So, we pick up with Aria in bed with Ezra. And she's, like, wearing purple lingerie. And she says, oh, my God, that was so worth the wait. Holy freaking moly, are you telling me y'all just did it? That's what's being communicated. And you're telling me that Aria had that on during the whole school day. And then when she went to go see Ezra that whole time. (laughs) And then she stayed the night. I was like, where does she say she was? I was so confused. She gets up to leave. She bends over to like gather her hair, flips it back up to put a ponytail in, and Jason is then kissing her on the neck. And then she wakes up. Yet again, the bitch is having sex dreams about her two boyfriends. But I do just want to mention when Aria wakes up, she is laying completely still in a perfectly pristine bed. You're telling yeah. me you're having these dreams you're and not you were tossing just tossing and turning a little bit. You're just like laying still. If it were <laughs> me, I would have freaking fallen out the bed, been yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would know. But wait, this this kills me. Okay, I know I'm skipping a little bit, but she she's talking to Emily about this. She's on the phone with Emily, mm-hmm. and she's like telling her about these dreams, like whatever. What does it mean? And like, Emily keep says, it to yourself. I know. Emily goes, Aria. When people are in your dreams, it means you want something from them, not the other way around. (laughs) So, Kaylin, (laughs) what the fuck do you want from me, girl? Because you had this dream at my funeral last night. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Immediately thought that. I know. Wow. What do you want from me? You know, tell me what do you want from me? But anyway, Ari's like, I don't I have Ezra. Like, I don't want anything. Liar. Who are you? Who are you convincing? Who are you trying to convince? You brought this up. If you wanted to get defensive, why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Exactly. Then we have a really fucking irritating Emily moment where she's talking about how she just wants to tell Samara like what happened and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, why haven't they talked yet? Why hasn't Emily called Samara? Why hasn't Samara called Emily? Mm-hmm. We find out Samara has called Emily not once but twice and Emily hasn't <laughs> answered either of those calls. Like, I'm sorry. If I'm Emily and I did something that I know looks a little bit fishy and I know I was caught. I am trying extra hard to show Samara that it's her, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But not Emily. Not Emily. <laughs> not Emily. Not Emily. So then we have a little scene between Caleb and Hannah, and they have found Caleb's mom online. Her name's Claudia Dawson. She is married. She has two kids, and she is featured on the Montecito Golf Club website. So not only does she have another family, turns out she is rich, which I guess we should have known because she literally hired a private investigator to find Caleb. But yeah, so I don't know. Worried about the storyline a little bit. But we then move to Ella and Byron. Trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. Ella's out of her damn mind. I mean, completely, right? Yes, I wrote... The first time I watched this show, I was complete, and we talk about this all the time, I know, but I was like, oh my gosh, Ella's such a cool mom, like, Ugh. she knows what she's talking about, but now, 
No. Byron knows what the fuck is up. Byron's like, uh, we need Mike to go to school. Like, he needs to snap out of this. He's acting out. Like, and Ella's like, I just don't think we need to kick him when he's down. Like, I just don't think we need to pile on punishments <laughs> right now. Like, bitch, we really need yeah, to be there do. for him right now. We really, really need, need to be strong for him. him. Yeah. So Byron's like, you're out of your damn mind, pretty much. And he's right. And he like runs up to Mike's room and Mike is depressed. so depressed. It is all is what it really is. Like he is laying on his couch in the dark or in his bed in the darkness, blanket pulled up, door locked. Byron can't get in. Mike lets him in. And Byron's like, Are you slick? If I'm Byron, I think he's on drugs. Byron's like, are you sleeping? Mike's like, no. He's like, are you not feeling well? Mike's like, I feel fine. He's literally just depressed. And I think Byron is like extremely he concerned know what to do with now. It. Yeah. And He's, I think that that was the first moment. This is where I was kind of going back and forth because I think Ella saw that coming yeah. before Byron even could have thought about it. So that's yeah. where she's coming from. I think the answer's somewhere in the middle between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Mike does need someone to be like get your head out of the gutter but also need someone to be gentle with him absolutely then emily is finally facing the wrath of samara which isn't even that bad but samara's like if you wanted to see other people like that's all you had to say and emily's now doing what she just like like she's acting like she handled it the way she should have and could have handled it but didn't you not know? at all because she's like she's well, like i just look, we just, just give I, your my number to hang out as friends like i'm trying to connect with your friends and like, you should have handled it that way i know like yeah that, that's, and, and Samara is right like honestly Samara's right in this moment i know she doesn't know but like on the surface like i would do the same thing then you know? we get a fucking circus of an outfit Oh my god, a little Aria circus. Comes t- Aria comes toppling down the stairs in electric blue leggings, <laughs> bright striped shirts. This shirt is, it's a tank. And a it's belt like, the size of her torso. Wait, this tank is like billowy and long and it's white and rainbow stripes. So just, yeah, and then the belt. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating outfit choice. Jason's in her house. <laughs> just in there just in the house and no byron this is let not him another in. one of her dreams byron let him in but didn't wasn't like hey aria yeah jason's here to see you and why is jason there again he's there to give here's another question he gives aria this information as if aria is the parent if byron let him in why didn't you oh, just give yeah. byron this card for this help center well, maybe, or whatever oh i was gonna say maybe he doesn't know her parents know yet but how could he not know barry came and crashed the dinner party because <laughs> <laughs> at first aria is like don't tell um yeah he has like the name of someone he thinks mike should talk to and aria is just like she is actually she's just trying so hard to have the ick for him but she doesn't actually no not at all you know what i mean she's like you gotta go like i have an american history test and i have this and i have this and she picks up all these textbooks literally pushes jason out the door shuts the door and then is like oh and throws the textbooks back on the kitchen and walks away as jason walks and jason sees her do it (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of iconic actually must be going through jason's mind i know she's like oh no that's done like it's it's so funny 
we started with Caleb and Hannah kind of talking about like how Caleb's feeling about potentially meeting his mom and just like that she had two other sons while he was in foster care and how that makes him feel. And Hannah is really encouraging that they have a conversation and um, like she thinks it'll be really good for him. So episode is painful to watch. Um, then we get something hilarious to me. We're with Spencer and Emily. Spencer's like having a manic episode, like talking, whatever. Emily is just staring at her phone <laughs> at a picture of Samara that looks like it's like a headshot or a school picture. Yeah. And just like staring at the picture of her. Let's just remember, this isn't like when they had like Instagram on their phone and she's not just like looking at her Instagram. This is just no, a no. picture. She's like saved a photo of Samara. And is just looking at it. Admiring it pretty much. Yeah. And it's like, Spencer, and take a fucking breath. Spencer can't take a breath if her life depended on it. She's like, mom, you got to go. You got to go, mom. Come on. You got to get out. Cause she wants to go spy on Jason. So she's like, you, you must leave. And her mom was like, she's doing a mom jog. She's looking at a bunch of stuff. She looks at Spencer and she goes, you seem tense. It's like, th I think that's, a <laughs> that's the baseline for Spencer Hastings is tense. And I'm like, what else is new lady? Oh, really? Is that unusual? Literally, like, I've I've never known her to not be tense. That's kind of it. And also the other thing is if we were acting like this and we were in the same situation as Spencer, oh, our mom would stay put. <laughs> our mom would be like, you know what? I can reschedule. Not a damn chance we'd be left in that house. She'd be like, what are we What are we doing tonight, girls? Are we drinking? Are you playing? Does she like, think we're up to no good and not in the way that... We actually were. Hang on, Anthony has to come down here really quick. So we should. Our mom this. would pick up on it. Yeah, there's not a ch All right, not sorry. a chance, not a chance. We're home alone. So <sighs> Veronica leaves, and the girls go to spy on Jason. And I feel like we should just go through like what they find. Yeah, I agree. Do you want? They to? go in, and Spencer has quote of the year because Emily says are you sure we should be breaking in? And Spencer <laughs> says, it's not breaking in if you have a key. To that I say, Le Spencer, you, you don't, don't have, have a key. A key. <laughs> you don't have a key. The key is you stolen. don't have a key. <laughs> and Jason has a key that he put in a spot <laughs> that Jason can get. You are <laughs> stealing. You're stealing. Um, yeah, so they find what turns out to be Jason's dark room. In case you're not familiar, that's like a photography lab kind of thing. Okay, art girl. And thank you. And they see all in these In case you're not pictures. familiar. In case you're not familiar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's actually where us photographers, I mean, just photographers go. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. They find all these like pictures of like body parts. <laughs> like lips. It's the best way uh, to describe it, yeah. A hand, like all, whatever. And they're like, who are these pictures of? And then they get a full frame shot of Aria's sleeping face. Every picture is of Aria. <laughs> Let me just say two things. Number oh one, God. obviously, like this is child or child pornography, essentially, and it's wrong. But I also just want to say we don't know if this, she's naked in the pictures. Also, we didn't see this any, is so Aria's dream. Aria is not the only one dreaming about Jason. I mean, Aria and Jason, this is more of a two-way street than we thought. Maybe we were too hard on her. She's obviously right. But truly, like, this is the, the this would be, like, setting the scene for 
Arya's dream no, scenario yeah, no, totally. with someone. She's is for to sure walk into, into a dark room of a bunch of pictures of her. She's probably like, this is so romantic. Like, and Jason probably I'm his knows muse. that she'll feel like that. Yeah, absolutely. I was Josh Safdie's muse and Anka Jams. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So they're all pictures of Arya. And then they find what first seems to be like just his cameras, photography equipment. No, no. Nay, nay. Surveillance equipment. Jason's surveillance weird. equipment for spying. <laughs> yeah. And so the girls are freaking out because they hear that Jason has gotten back. And so they like run out. But these fucking idiots leave their flashlight turned on. They drop it's their It's not just flashlight. like a lone flashlight that they might not see. So yeah, you dropped it. You must have heard the clatter. And also and, it's and on. one two both of you were holding them and now one Ridiculous. of you is not. So I don't yeah. understand why you weren't like, oh my god, I left the flashlight. Also, why do you think the shed is the first place he's gonna go when he gets well, home? Well, but they're correct it is. as it is, which I thought was insane. I wrote that down. I was like, really, first place you're going at home, first place. And then and then they see he finds a flashlight in there and the camera work of at the oh scene. My gosh. No like pun jump intended. Cut, jump cut, jump cut. Literally, but it's all just of him. Like getting closer, like quick, like zooms in. He's on getting his an face. A edit for sure. He is. The room's all red. It's it's fucking creepy for sure. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. Then we have like, and a little bit of a trigger warning for like depression and I think suicide. Here yeah, I can't really tell. Byron is in a really dark place, setting the table. Like he's moving super slow. You can tell he's like deep in thought. And we kind of saw this start to happen when he saw Mike and Ella walks in and he basically says to her, like, I don't think we should be giving him space. Like he's reminding me of my brother. And we kind of like in so many words, seems like we're finding out that maybe Byron's brother like killed himself. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And especially because at the end of the scene with Mike, Byron, like, very seriously said, Mike, don't lock this door. Yeah. Which I think oh is so upsetting. And he, it, Ella yeah. is pissing me off to no end she's in this scene because she's just too. not hearing it. She's not being First sympathetic of all, also at all. She's not being sympathetic to Byron. And also she's doing her son a disservice by not even yeah. entertaining that this could be what's going on. I, I mean, know that would be a hard Byron thing. Is, Mike is not your brother. And I'm sure that would be a hard thing to think about, like your son being in that place. But it's also something that you do have to think about. You'd and Byron think has about seen it, it firsthand. Then not think about it and like deal with. You know, totally. What like, and also it's like, you know, mental illness can be genetic, and so it it is it does make sense to think about Byron's brother and like so a very a very dark moment here. We then go into. Oh my god, I was so not prepared for this fucking scene today. Me either until I saw their outfits and then I was like, oh I know, no. I knew immediately when I saw Hannah's hair, I knew immediately. Caleb shows up at Hannah's drawer. She opens her hair's in a messy bun, you already know. <laughs> her hair's in a messy bun, you already know. And she's like, "Oh my god, you're here to watch the Katy Perry concert with me." She's like, "Um, I'm I can't watch that." <laughs> and he comes in. And he's like, I literally wrote, you're kidding, this episode. He comes in, he's like, I talked to my mom. It was really great. She said, my voice sounds just like my dad's. He's being, the acting in this scene done by Tyler Blackburn 
is and Hannah and Ashley Benson. It's heartbreaking. Her eyes welling up with tears to the point that they literally cannot hold the tears anymore and they spill. Oh my God. It's, oh. And so he's like, she wants me to go to California and I'm going to go. And Hannah just being so supportive. She's like, she's, it's, it's not even a question for her. She's like, yeah, of course you have to go. Like, what does this mean for us? And he's like, we're going to talk on the phone. And like, I have one really good reason to come back here. And that's you. But it's really sad. And she's like, can I he drive you to the, the airport? And he's like, my mom called me a taxi. And like, it's outside. No, not just like a taxi. Literally a, oh. a car. She called him a car. But the fact she's that he's like rich outside, it's outside. Like he doesn't even have like really five minutes to talk to Hannah. Also that he was like, no, I need to go here first before the airport. I know. I know. And Ugh. then he so shuts didn't the break door. up, but the writing is kind of on the wall and she has her Catherine Cohen moment, but not in a good way. Not in the hallway. Yeah, not in a good way. She slides she's down like, that door. Oh, just like the tears crying. slide down like her face weeping it's so sad truly spencer why do we jump to all these conclusions we need to start moving moment by moment step by step rather than a mile a minute it's too much too fast when spencer says emily if hannah hasn't answered keep calling her i'm gonna keep calling aria we need to let them know that Jason snuck into Arya's bedroom and took <laughs> pictures of her while she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a little bit hesitant with how I share this information. Oh, yeah. Like, I probably wouldn't lead with what I think happened. I'd say just what I know happened. I would want to know facts. And I would also be like, what is the most gentle way I can say this? Like, what is the way I can say this that's going to... Cause the least amount of alarm, if possible. Especially because Emily knows now, like, that Arya yeah. is obsessed with Jason. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Emily's not more like, well, I don't know. Meanwhile, Jason <laughs> has huh. approached Arya. Does he um, think Arya broke in? I think he thinks she knows who did. I don't really think he thinks it's her. But I think maybe he thinks like she's privy to what he's been doing but i don't know he says to her someone broke in my shed and she's like well i think her reaction maybe convinces him it wasn't her because she's like well it wasn't mike he has not left his room and he's yeah. like no no i don't think it was mike like i just you know i really do care about mike but i also really care about you and i thought maybe you might feel the same way and he just kisses her and, and she, she kisses does back kiss him back uh-huh and then she says, the weirdest way to say I'm in a relationship, she says, I'm not available, and scurries away like a field mouse. <laughs> and the, the w they are perfect for each other, though, because the way that this whole situation starts is he, like, pulls up next to her. I mean, it's he goes, so high drama, yeah. He's like, needed a break? And she's like, needed a, a sugar whatever. And she, like, yeah. starts walking. He gets out of the car. It parks the car in the middle of the street, gets out, and is like, well, I hope your night was better than mine. Had to <laughs> buy a padlock. Someone broke into my shed. No one asked. And no it, one and actually like, asked. If he did think it was Arya, do you think he thinks she's like, like, is he like trying to see if she's into it? Because he like, I, so. 
So what now are you, you feeling? Know my feelings, I feel things are out there. <laughs> like, are you are you turned on? She's um, like, I thought the composition was really good. Yeah, no wonder she's been having dreams about him. He's been standing over her while she sleeps. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? But she says, I'm not available, which is just a weird way to say. I don't know. Anyway. But it's classic. While they're talking, Garrett and Jenna are in the car fucking watching them. They have the funniest interaction. Super worried. This is honestly <laughs> giving Mary Kronk couple. and Yzma. Oh my God. They should absolutely be Kronk and Yzma for Halloween. It's so true. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Literally. And um, because she's like, what are they doing now? And Garrett like looks and takes a second to answer. And she goes, whatever. doesn't even matter. I'll be able to see in a couple weeks. Yeah. She's like, you're not telling me fast enough. And it's fine. I, I Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought useless and disappointing garrett's Iconic like monologue. uh i was just looking yeah so and i could like, tell you what they uh, were doing she's like what if they start hooking up and he remembers things from that night garrett's like he won't it's like did you guys drug him how do you know he won't remember anything and like what are you scared he'll remember also, like, Who knows? Why, why why would aria induce those memories i know well also you know if spencer knew that jason had a secret she'd be like Aria, she'd like be like pressuring her to like put herself in harm's way and like find out. You know what I mean? Like Spencer yeah, right now is like get away from Jason, but if she knew Jason had a secret, she'd be like get closer because she just mm-hmm. doesn't like give a fuck. We have Spencer and Emily going back to the fucking dark room. Insane. Insane. They look for the key, they can't find it, but good for them, it's already unlocked harrowing what we're about to see is actually so scary but honestly kind of badass well yeah absolutely but like it's scary they walk in the red light is on and the flashlight is standing in the middle of the room just like and and everything else is gone every picture everything of like his set like every single thing is gone the room is completely empty except for the flashlight in the center of the room standing on the floor and the red light. It's so scary. And they're just like in there. And then we get our A scene. And A is in a dark room of their own. Developing a photo. And so they like develop the picture. And it turns out it's a picture of Spencer and Emily standing in the dark room. So I guess there was a photo taken of them when they went back in. So now Jason can find out who was in there. So it's not looking good for our girls. No. All right. Yeah, that was the episode. So it was a pretty, season, it was pretty solid, intense episode. There's a lot, a lot happened. I am excited for next week's episode. This is a good episode, season two, Ooh. episode ten, touched by an angel. Ooh, Aria. This entire description is just about Aria. Oh, perfect. I'm sure we're gonna love. You said you're excited for this episode. Well, this is the episode, Sadist. and are still we see <laughs> sadist. Uh, it's when Mona and Hannah go horseback riding with Kate. <gasps> oh, we get Kate 2.0. Yes, this is an iconic episode. Um, the description is: Arya finds herself in a difficult position when trying to process Spencer and Emily's news about Jason while oh dealing with what happened at the park. And her undeniable feelings for him. Ew, undeniable. Did Arya write this? Probably. It's an excerpt from her fucking Facebook. <laughs> Not even her diary, her Facebook. Oh my God. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, well, I really 
hope that you come home for Thanksgiving now so we can record in person. Yeah, that'll be good. So I'm nice shocked that this episode is like still under two hours in the initial recording. When I edit it, it'll still be a good length. I think we're just like getting faster with the actual show, which is good. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Please do not forget to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, message us, comment, follow us. We want to hear from you and your ratings um, really help us. So if you wouldn't mind taking a second to do that, we will be forever grateful. And we will see you next week. I wrote that one like kind of down. Yeah, I noticed. Are we going to, like, fight about that? What was that about? (laughs) Okay, let's take this off, off air to fight.